And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show, a very busy show today. Uh, Casey Wilson, uh, we're going to catch up with Harry Hertzig. Uh, he's got big news. He's the executive director of the Vancouver National Wine Festival, and uh, they're going to do an auction. I can't believe it. Online. And have you seen the list, Casey? I have. It's very impressive. Not just wines, but also and experiences. Yeah, experiences as well. So that uh, that's going to happen over the next couple of days. So we'll get you hooked up so you can check out what's happening there. Uh, David Robertson is back uh, from the Dirty Apron. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, several things with him, which which he tells me, Casey, that it's the busiest year ever for them down there. It is. It's amazing how much of his food now is throughout um, British Columbia in grocery stores. If you look yeah, for Dirty Apron in, in grocery freezers. Stores. So, we'll, so we'll catch up with him. Uh, Sebastian Cortez joins us from Sebastian & Co. Many people know that butcher shop in West Vancouver in Dunderave. There's a brand new one in Yaletown. You stuck your head in the door, Casey, and... Oh, it's the first butcher shop of its kind in Canada. It's so dramatic. Beautiful custom aging rooms, bone broth to go, and craft sandwiches. Right on, and coming up next, uh, we're going to be in the Okanagan at Mount Busher. We're going to talk to Jesse Harnden about a new uh, lineup of wines, modest wines that have been released at Mount Bouchery. The wine is called By Jove, Casey. I'm going to give you a couple minutes to think about it. What do you think is in that wine? She's thinking. She's thinking. <laughs> we'll be back on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. If you're a wine lover and you're ready for something new, try a little long-distance therapy. It's the wine club four out of four wine lovers would probably agree on. With 15% off therapy wine, discounted shipping, 20% off regular seasonal rates at the Inn at Therapy Vineyards, access to exclusive library wines, and more. Click therapyvineyards.com and choose your tier and frequency of delivery and sit back and wait as some of the Okanagan's finest is delivered direct to your door. Sign up today at therapyvineyards.com. The Modest Butcher Kitchen and Market at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery in West Kelowna is ready for spring dining. Now featuring extended hours from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. seven days a week. Reservations are now being accepted. All COVID safety protocols are in place for your comfort and safety as well as that of their staff. For those who would like to enjoy the Modest Butcher in the comfort of your own home, Modest Joe's Takeout is also available. For further information, visit modestbutcher.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. 
Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, you probably guessed our next guest is Jesse. Jesse Harnden. He's the GM of Mount Bouchery. Great to catch up with you again, Jesse. How are you? Uh, I miss you both dearly. Oh, we do too. <laughs> Can't wait to get up there. He's doing great. You, s- Just got down you sound rock. exhausted, man. You sound... Well, yeah, it was yeah, a long drive, you... but uh, we'll survive. <laughs> 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 oh, man. So much fun to be in uh, the business of food and wine these days. Absolutely. Yeah, never a dull moment. Yeah. Well, uh, there's nothing dull about what's going on at your winery. Uh, In fact, I just uh, had a quick look at a box which just arrived before the show started, actually. Uh, So why don't we start there with the the release of Modest Wines, the second vintage. These are very, very interesting labels and wines. Yeah, I'm kind of having a buyer's remorse. Anything that needs like a Da Vinci Codex to decipher the label might not be the best marketing, but once you hear about what's actually on the label, I think it does make good sense. Well, I'm looking at one, too, in the studio, and I want you to tell me what is on that label. So the whole concept there, the, the theory in the world to rip off David Schofield was that wine is narrative, and I thought... The more we can tell people a little story, either an homage to the past or a little bit about ourselves or a little bit about a varietal, the more people identify with the label and the wine. And uh, as you guys know, a little bit of education goes a long way in terms of uh, keeping people interested in uh, what you're doing with your with your various projects. Yeah. But to answer your and question, it also, it, Casey, if you really want to go through it, them. Yes, let's sure. It. it fights off boredom, but let, let's let's talk a little bit about them. <laughs> It's probably better for video, but uh, the first panel on the label is just a little modest architecture. You guys have seen the little uh, little winery we opened up last year, so everything uh, there's yep. always going to be a panel that connects to the, the place, so to speak. And then we uh, have Dan Karkner's famous tomahawk chop there on the second panel because uh, the wine we're speaking of is uh, San Giovese. So we thought uh, we're going to riff off the Pesteca la Fiorentina, but do uh, cowboy steaks and modest San Giovese. So that's the reference there. And then we got, uh, you know, Jove, Jupiter, Zeus himself in the middle, uh, followed by a little wild sage on the black sage bench, followed by a artsy shot of Quinta Ferreira's vineyard. So that's wow. what you're looking at. <laughs> yeah, and the wine itself yeah. is, uh, as, as you can figure out, a Sangiovese from the black sage bench from our friends over at uh, Ferreira. And it says by Jove on the front, Jove. too. Oh, right, hmm. yeah. So all sorts of uh, interesting names that you kind of, again, need to decipher, but... Uh, some of you may remember that San Giovese loosely translates into the blood of Jove. Um, we don't have a compliance department, but I wanted to call the wine blood of Jove, and everyone was like, Jesse, this is getting really harsh here. So, by Jove, I think we got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> very clever. Uh, and San Giovese, you don't see much of that in BC. There's not a lot of it planted, but uh, there is yeah, a lot of interest I'm in that, to think that about variety. Yeah, making wines. Yeah, like I, I was a fan of Sandhills for years, still am. And yeah, I can't remember who else did one. Uh, I, I thought there was one across, almost straight across the valley there at uh, Inniskillen, perhaps. Inniskillen, there. yeah, I couldn't remember if I was thinking Tempranillo or if it was Sangiovese. That was the only one other one. Well, might have been both. And isn't it the You're best food so wine, Jesse? Pardon me. Isn't isn't it the best food wine? 
I tell you, that, well, you guys should crack it, but uh, that wine was a real journey. Uh, Jeff will tell you about it someday, but, you know, we're like, well, well, we'll get a few tons and we'll see how it goes. And it was just so unforgiving and bitter and harsh. And it was just like, okay, this is never going to make it into a bottle. And then, you know, sure enough, eight months later, it was all mellowing out. And now when I taste it, it's like, you know, really, really vibrant acid and kind of red fruits. And, uh, you know, the first thing I, I think of when I taste it is like, God, I need a hunk of something that bleeds on my plate to kind of go with this. Well, I just cracked it, and the first thing I smell is Tuscany, which is kind of odd. <laughs> hey, I'll pay you that five <laughs> bucks later. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's. It, I don't want to say it's very varietal because I never think of Sangiovese as varietal, but it's very it's right. very Sangio by Jove. Yeah, I mean, to me, it has that like herby, earthy, savory element in spades, which uh, just makes me very happy. Wow. Yeah, go can ahead, we go? Can we go into the tasting room? Uh, yeah, so the tasting room, uh, as you guys might remember, we have big garage doors and everything. So basically, we just open everything up to the elements, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Uh, so definitely, tasting rooms open. The restaurants open uh, on the patio, of course. And we're excited in the next uh, two weeks or so to launch our spring menu, new wine list, new happy hour menu, and hopefully get a little semblance of normality back in the next couple of weeks here. Before we move off the modest wines, they've just been released to people. You can find these online if you go to mountboucherie.com and look for the collections, modest wines. Uh, just run through a couple. They're interesting. What What's behind them? There's Now there's a number four orange. I assume that's uh, your ode to uh, orange wines, natural wines. Yeah, well, the, wine. the four noble grapes of Alsace, you know, that's, that's what the reference is there. Uh-huh. But, uh, okay. In terms, of, in terms of the lineup, uh, you know, basically... Uh, we wanted to have an avenue for Ryan and Jeff. They kind of collaborate on this line to, you know, play with varietals that didn't necessarily fit into the boucherie portfolio and be a bit more experimental right. in winemaking and take a few more risks. Uh, for now, we just offer it through the winery and a couple uh, restaurants here and there. But uh, we really, and then the, another big theme, to be honest, that I'm sort of really stoked on is that they're they're all, or not all of them, but a bit of an homage to the past. And they we talk about it on our wine list at the Modest Butcher, you know, how we've been inspired by these various regions and wineries around the world. And, and that's sort of the theme that's maintained throughout uh, the Modest wine lineup. So this year, uh, we've got the Elder Vicar, which is going to be a, a staple. It's basically so, our co-fermented yep. Alsace blend. Yep. Uh, for the first time, we did a Sauvignon Semillon this year called uh, Le Grave Robber. So it's our little uh, ode to, uh, you know, white Bordeaux. Yeah, uh, we've to the got a rosé, yeah. a Pinot Noir rosé called the Eye of the Partridge. And mm-hmm. so you see where I'm going. They're all kind of, you know, homages to the old school or yeah. things we've been inspired by and so on and so forth. And Zed's dead? Let's end with that one. Zed's dead? <laughs> Zed's dead. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, the back label says it all. It says, uh, I think, taste... Uh, Milka means Zinfandel again for the last time, and then something about how the whole block of vines capitulated to the winter of 18 and 19. So essentially, we got wiped out uh, in the Samilkamine in the last couple of years, and so we've ripped all that out and replanted. But we thought, okay, we'll do uh, one last hurrah with this uh, last bit of Zinfandel, and that was more of an ode to Pulp Fiction, I suppose. But uh, one of the panels on that is uh, an aerial shot of Split in Croatia. So there is still that homage reference. Right on. Love it. Our guest is Jesse Harnden. He's a GM at Mount Bushery and uh, similar duties down at Rust uh, Vineyard down in the South Okanagan. And uh, we're happy to have him on the show today. 
And I think you're giving away two nights accommodation at Montbushery's new luxury guest house. And I actually think, uh, Tony, we're going to be heading up there. We're going to stay there. But tell us how people can enter that contest. Yeah, that's going to be a doozy. So uh, there's a few ways to enter it. Best way is online, but you'll also see some neck tags with QR codes just kind of uh, at various uh, private liquor stores. Uh, but best thing is just to hit us up on the social media or the website. And uh, You guys didn't tour the house yet, did you? No, you'll, you'll absolutely no, love it wasn't it. ready. Yeah, we I mean, we, we call the one that we're, you know, doing the prize for is sort of the party house. We have three guest homes, but one particular one is decked out with golf simulators and wine cellars and karaoke rooms and uh, just nothing but good times to be had. So really excited for somebody to experience that. Yeah. Well, uh, people should sign up. We'll, we'll put some of that up on our uh, feed later today on our social media feed yeah, and awesome. uh, get people pointed in that direction. Uh, Jesse, we're almost out of time, so uh, you're still open uh, for outside dining at the moment, waiting for the big word. Perhaps it looks like at the end of May we might get some sanity here. Uh, we sure hope so. Uh, is that what yeah. you're doing now, outdoors only? I mean, yeah, that's what we're doing now. And to be honest, once the weather cooperates, uh, Boucherie is blessed with tons of outdoor space. It's just uh, when the sun dips, you're right. Yeah. As soon as the weather's we'll the roof, we'll have the patio, we'll have the front lawn, and uh, you know, just gotta hold on a little bit longer, and good times shall ensue. Uh, maybe just a little extra time in the old golf simulator, buddy. You know, I might admit to you that my game is improving. Jesse Harden. Yeah. Jesse, thanks so much for joining us today on uh, the Best of Food and Wine Radio Network. Always a pleasure to talk with you. And uh, to people who don't know, both Mount Boucherie and Rust are great spots to visit now in the Okanagan. Uh, either winery will treat you uh, like a superstar, and they've got some great wines. I am really enjoying this by Jove. It is so juicy, uh, and, and uh, it's it, it's the perfect balance, man. You hit it. Way to go. Uh, I almost swore there you got me so excited, so I really appreciate it. Wow. People should check it out online at mountbushery.com. See you later, Jesse. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jesse. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We're now heard across the province weekly in 18 radio markets. Hello to those listening each week in the Shoe Swap on Easy Rock 91.5 Salmon Arm. Thanks for listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio. And we'll be right back with Sebastian Cortez, chef and butcher from Sebastian & Co. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Experience award-winning wines on the covered patio at Tinhorn Creek Vineyards. The tasting room is open daily from 11 to 6. For exclusive VIP experiences, join the Crush Club and get three shipments a year to top up your cellar, 15% discounts, early access to new release wines, and admission to the Wine Club Lounge. Keep up to date with spring wine tastings and estate-only promotions on their Instagram feed. Plus, Miradoro Restaurant is now open daily for outdoor patio dining with a new spring menu. For details, visit tinhorn.com. Come celebrate 10 seasons with the Wine Experience Centre team at Black Hills Estate Winery. Enjoy our new releases while basking on the sunny Vineyard Terrace. Or become a wine club member and enjoy a wine experience in one of our private cabanas while sampling our rare Carmenere. Can't make it out to the Okanagan this spring? You can also join us from the comfort of your own home with one of our virtual wine tasting sets. For more information, follow us on Instagram or to reserve a tasting experience, visit blackhillswinery.com. 
Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's Organic Ambassador Program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Oh, how lovely cooks the meat. Oh, how lovely cooks the meat. When I get back home to eat, oh, how lovely cooks the meat. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Great music, Anissa. Our next guest is Sebastian Cortez. He's a chef butcher owner of Sebastian and Co. Many of you know him from his days uh, in West Vancouver, uh, which he still is ensconced there at uh, his his uh, butcher shop, but he's opened a brand new store now at 1299 House Street in Yaletown, and we want to talk to him about it. Sebastian, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we yeah, have to have great, the person who has the uh, first butcher shop of its kind in Canada on air. Exactly. We're trying to do a few little different things in here. So, uh, yeah, it's an exciting time for us and uh, really excited to bring something so kind of innovative to the city. What? Well, let's talk about that because uh, are you going to scare people or are, you, or are they going to love it? Tell me how it works. I don't know. It depends. So we are, you know, first of all, we're bringing a lot of uh, South American influence, same as I did in West Van. Uh, there's a lot of uh, even more things we have to offer here because we're doing a little side of prepared foods as well. We're going to be expanding into hopefully in the summer we'll get a patio going on and, and uh, offer a few more things. But uh, I think one of the main attractions that we have right now is the um, dry aging cooler where I have customers coming in. You can select what rib or loin you want to age and we do, can do a custom aging for them. Um, and yep. then the cool thing is that we tag them with the name and people can come back and get a cut whenever they want from that one piece of uh, rib or loin that they reserve. So that's kind of unique. No one's done that before, and uh, it's been working great. Like, I've got a whole bunch of them already sold and on the whole, and people are coming in. They're coming in and took a, yeah. take a look at the meat, how it's aging and all that. So it's kind of, kind of exciting. Well, let, let's talk about that. Why, why, do we, why are you dry-aging beef, and what, is it, what happens? Why do, why do we do that? So it changes the flavor of, of the meat. Um, you know, there's certain – the way the science works behind it, it's every day that goes by once the, um, the animal's been slaughtered and starts aging or hanging, um, every day that goes mm. by, it, the enzymes in the, in the meat start breaking down, so the meat becomes a little bit more tender. And then you're also um, playing intensifying the flavor. Generally, you know, most restaurants and, and, and places like that age for 21 days, but you can age a little bit longer than that. After 21 days, the three weeks, you don't necessarily get a lot more tender than that, but you start playing with flavor. So you get a bit of a nuttier, richer flavor. Um, I always say it's kind of like comparing, you know, a, a beef stock to a reduced stock, almost to a demi. You get more flavors, you're releasing more water out of it. So okay. the same thing happens to beef. Great, ex- uh, great explanation. Sebastian uh, Cortez is our guest. Uh, he is a chef, butcher, and owner of Sebastian & Co., which has recently opened in downtown uh, Vancouver, Town at 1299 Howe Street. Sebastian, I can't tell you how impressed I am with the butcher shop. I've never seen anything like it. But what I'm curious about is you were a chef before you became a butcher, and how does this influence your craft? 
Um, I think what we do a little bit different than most butcher shops is like I remember working in a kitchen. You know, we used to buy, for example, chicken breast, and then um, the chef would say, "Well, you have to perfectly trim it, clean it. You know, like it has everything has to be absolutely perfect." So I'm applying that into all the meat that we sell, you know, Frenching bones, Frenching the racks of lamb and everything like completely perfectly like a fine, you know, like a five-star dining restaurant. Um, a lot of butcher shops don't take a lot of uh, time into doing that because, you know, it, it takes a lot of time. It costs a lot of money and, and people just, you know, you buy a rack of lamb, you just buy a rack of lamb. But for us, presentation mm-hmm. is kind of what's put us on the map. Um, I kind of want my meat display to look like a jewelry store. Um kind of thing right so everything has to be perfectly perfectly trimmed french and cut so that's kind of what we specialize in and i think that comes from a lot of the uh, chef background and the training that i had in the past well you, you you mentioned the word cut you do a lot of different cuts that's another question i have so we went through the dry aging what about cuts does that make a difference in flavor or uh, do do people know much about cuts Cuts of meat, not necessarily. So this is kind of cool because, um, you know, coming from South America, we grew up eating some of like, kind of like odd cuts of meat. Um, you know, I rarely had a T-bone. I rarely had tenderloin just because it was too expensive. So we learned how to barbecue and use different cuts of meat. Now, the advantage that we have here, we just um, started getting our um, whole organic beef from Blue Goose Cattle Company, which is all certified organic local. And because of that, we get the whole animal nose to tail. So we have oxtail to offer. Um, there's certain, you know, one of my favorite steaks is called the vacío. Um, and it's kind of hard to get because a lot of people don't know about it. And most of the time it just can, gets turned into ground beef or trim here. But uh, if you get that whole piece yeah. of meat and cook it nice and slow on the grill, it's absolutely fantastic. And that's probably one of my personal favorite uh, cuts for grilling. Mm. So, yeah, there is a lot more than just, you know, T-bones and sirloins and, and stuff like that that I've been kind of introducing people into. I, yeah, I'm curious about that, too, like some of the uncommon but flavorful cuts that people just don't pay that much attention to. Right, right. So, you know, to give you a couple of examples, you can always, you know, if you come in here, ask always for a hanger steak. A hanger steak is packed with flavor. Um, and a lot of steaks are not just about flavor and tenderness, but also textures. You know, like I yes. love the hanger steak because it's kind of, once you bite into that steak, you got that nice kind of like, kind of stringy, but not chewy, like kind of like a lot of fibers that just kind of crunch in your mouth when you take a bite out of it. And you don't get that with the other, you know, the conventional strip loins or ribeyes. Um, you know, we also have the famous skirt steak, which is quite popular in Mexico. We have a uh, picanha, which is the, number one sold steak in brazil but you can't really find them here and um the reason for that is it's not a lot of education on how to use them how to cook them and we provide that as well so we get a lot of customers coming in and you know what should i try and we you know we tell them you should try this and cook it this way and they come back and they're like you know so happy with it right so new things for everyone to try yes and can you tell me how to pan fry a steak. I use Le Creuset grill pan, which is yeah. perfect. I always get it smoking hot, but then yeah. maybe I should be turning it down a bit too. Okay, so the, you know, it's funny you ask that because um, some of my best ways of cooking, well, there's two ways, my favorite. One of them, it's on a charcoal grill. Of course, not everyone has a charcoal grill. Not everyone has a barbecue either. So the best way of searing a steak, I, I tend to go on a cast iron pan on on a Le Creuset enamel pan, um, get it screaming hot, just like you said. Oils to use, I always, uh, I really like grapeseed oil because it has 
absolutely no flavor. That way you get your, your meat to like just speak for itself, right? And it takes the hottest temperature. You can use, you know, peanut oil as well, avocado oil. But um, not but I like but not right? olive oil. Not olive oil because olive oil has a, a high smoking, a low smoking point. So it tends to burn really quickly, yes. and it it gives you that kind of burnt flavor to the meat, right? And again, I like I like something without flavors. I like just the straight up beef flavor, right? And when you do in a frying pan, you want to go screaming hot both sides, and then turn it down. It's very very low temperature, and that way you'll get to cook your meat, you know, sort of medium rare or medium, however you like it, from the edge of the steak all the way to the center. Generally, we are taught here to cook as fast as possible, really high temperature. But I, you know, the way we cook in South America, we sometimes we take an hour to cook a salad, you know, big pieces of meat. The slower you cook it, the more tender that meat's going to be yes. and the more evenly it's going to be. Even when you do a roast, you know, if you throw a roast in the oven, I usually cook them at 225 instead of 400 degrees. 225 and you get medium rare from the edge all the way to the center, nice and evenly. So you got to be patient with it. I, but I recommend people try it. I have one last question for you. We're running out of time, but what advice would you give to the next generation of butchers? Um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of um, disinterest in, in butchering. I, I kind of wish it was coming back. It's hard to find butchers right now. I mean, most people that I've hired are, are ex-chefs, and, um, you know, I, I think you just need to be creative, um, you know, not be afraid and kind of break the rules. There's a lot of rules out there when it comes to butchering i don't follow any of them you know just, we just do things that you know we're creative we come up with ideas put them out there and sometimes they work sometimes they don't but that's how you learn right so just experimenting with things great advice. What I recommend. sebastian mm-hmm. uh very quickly 30 seconds uh what do you put on your steak people put all kinds of stuff on their steak what do you recommend okay i just like salt nothing else salt you can do a little bit of pepper but when i barbecue i just do salt um, I, we just created this charcoal rub, which has been absolutely fantastic. And what it does, it gives you that South American charcoal grill flavor. So I either use just salt mm-hmm. or that black rub, either one of those two. But uh, I keep it really simple. Don't marinate it. And I'm not a big fan of marinated steaks or, or anything like that. But you just need to know how to yeah. cook it. So, and you salt it when? How long? I salt it right when before I salt it. With I salt it a little bit before cooking, and while cooking, I do a little bit more salt as well. So the salt will form a crust on your steak and hold in the juices in there. So it, a little bit right before and during cooking as well, you hit it with a little salt. So great to catch up with you. We look forward to getting into the new store, 1299 Howe Street in Yale Town. You can right. check it out online at sebastianandco.ca. Thanks for joining us, Sebastian Cortez. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Thank you. Thank you. See you soon. Uh, great to have a new butcher shop downtown yes, in Vancouver. I'm that's uh, that's uh, and it's too close to you too, Wilson. It uh, is. But we have the one in Dunderave, so we're we're okay on Yeah, West we're Man. both we still, okay with we, this. We can get a bit. Here's to supporting local restaurants across the province with takeout and patio dining, including those of you in Victoria, listening on CFAX 1070. Our team here's the patio at Canoe Brew Club is a great spot. Located in Victoria's Design District, this is a must-experience brew pub and restaurant. You'll find waterfront patios and the best western exposure along Victoria's Inner Harbour. All right, folks, uh, we got to take a quick break. Plenty more coming up on the show. Don't run away. David Robertson joins us from the Dirty Apron. He is up next. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. 
British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. Overlooking a beautiful 12-acre vineyard in the heart of the Cowichan Valley, the Unsworth Restaurant welcomes you to get away from it all. Enjoy a delectable menu and award-winning wines in our dining room or outdoor patio. Unsworth Restaurant, vineyard dining where casual meets elegant. You can find Unsworth wines across BC. Look for us at your local liquor store. Visit unsworthvineyards.com. The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley, a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. Here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Clos de Soleil blends age-old Bordeaux varieties and a unique Similkameen minerality for wines that are elegant, age-worthy, distinctively terroir-driven. Visit them by appointment or purchase their wines online at clodesoleil.ca with free shipping offered to all BC and Alberta customers on orders of six bottles or more. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Our next guest has been on the show many times, David Robertson. He is the chef, cookbook author, and uh, co-owner over at Dirty Apron. David, welcome back to the show. Great to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be here again. Yeah, I I wanted to say you're still standing, but uh, you've been working full out. You know what? We have been going all year. Uh, We haven't stopped. Um, just so many of the things we're, we're still uh, doing 3,000 meals a week for vulnerable seniors in the downtown east side living in SROs. Um, and that wow. project's continuing to be funded till October. So we've actually surpassed over 140,000 meals. Uh, we're doing that serving this to 19 buildings. We've switched our whole learning platform from in-house cooking classes to virtual which is now we're doing all across North America. Um, People from California to New York, Vancouver to Toronto are doing them. And um, yeah, so it's been a busy, busy year and just happened to transition um, on the go and on the fly. That's fabulous. Congratulations. Mm. And how can we buy a meal for someone in need, David? Um, we still have continued. The, the project is fully funded, um, but we are doing other projects like doing hot lunches for some of the uh, schools in New Westminster. And that's on our website. People can go to that. It's $7 per meal 
to purchase for somebody, and we make sure that goes either to the hot meal program for the school or for the seniors in the downtown east side. Well, I've been checking out a lot of takeout, and I think you've got some of the best in the city. I picked up yesterday, I was in, and I picked up some curry. Oh, I can't wait to try that. It was in the freezer. What else have you got that you're offering? Yeah, so that was a program that was built out of the feeding uh, those in need. And we started to look at people just stockpiling from freezers and grocery stores. They were taking like all those ready-made meals. And we were like, well, let's get in on that. Let's bring some staff back. Let's start creating fantastic home meals um, that can be supplied at grocery stores in the freezer section. So we have a beef bourguignon. We have a green Thai prawn curry. We have a vegan chili. We have a coconut lemongrass chicken. Those are in, available all throughout Stong's, IGA's, Fresh Street Markets, anywhere from uh, Langley out to, up to Whistler. And in the next few weeks, we'll be as far as Kamloops, Kelowna, and over on the island. So that's been really, really growing quite, quite quickly. Wow. And, sorry, do people find those? Did, did they find them under the Dirty Apron label in those stores? Or Exactly. They would just go to the freezer section. They're there. We have them yeah. ready to go. Um, and once, So we actually became a distributor in the meantime. Not that we didn't have other things to do, but we started running our own deliveries. And a lot of this was just to bring back our staff and create projects to keep them going. Um, but this yeah. has taken a life of its own, the whole freezer meal program for these stores. I mean, today we delivered to four or five different stores. So that's a good way for people to even support local, um, great local product. And it's really made with love and care, all these four flavors. Well, Mother's Day is coming and I know you've got a new brunch box. The brunch box is something that we kickstarted about a month and a half ago. And, oh, my goodness, there's so much going on in it for Mother's Day. So it's something where for those, it's almost like a continental spread. We have baked fresh bread in there. We have waffles, fig and orange marmalade. We even put a bottle of Prosecco, and we have a, a uh, different flavors with the mascarpone cheese. And so it's really about opening up the box, cutting into some bread, putting some of your favorite charcuterie and cheese. So we've thought everything through. It's all in there, ready to go. It doesn't just feed two. It could feed a family of three to four. So we're doing that for Mother's Day on the Sunday next week. That is a great Sweet. idea. People can check all that out, by the way, on uh, dirtyapron.com. Uh, you'll find all of these different uh, boxes available. You can check out what's in them. Uh, let's talk a bit about virtual cooking because I don't know much about virtual cooking. So am I cooking with you or against you or watching you or how does it work? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the way the way it works is so um, we're doing corporate companies every Tuesday to Friday. And so, you know, in the past we had so many companies do team buildings here. So those corporate companies, we're booked till the end of June right now. But what we created is when we were not allowed to do in-house cooking classes anymore because of health regulations, we instantly switched right. to something we call Saturday Night Live. And what Saturday Night Live is, it's a virtual cooking class. You cook alongside with me. So if you're here in Vancouver, we will portion out all the ingredients. We will deliver it to your home or you can come pick it up. We put a bottle of wine in there. We put in some aprons in there as well 
And then there are people that want to do the shopping themselves. So they have the opportunity of purchasing the Zoom link and the recipe. They can go buy the ingredients. And so like this Saturday night, for instance, um, we were doing a pan-roasted flat iron steak, caramelized onions, salsa verde. They're making a Barola chocolate crema. For Mother's Day next week, they're going to be doing a lobster ricotta gnocchi with charred corn. Every week is a different menu. And we're seeing wow. over 100 students show up for these classes virtually every Saturday. And so it's been, it's been a bit of a, a, a thing that people are looking forward to now on the Saturdays. People sure. that are staying at home, they're like, oh, Saturday Night Live with Dirty Apron. we got to do this. So it's so definitely is, even, is, yeah. Yeah, is there a limit on it, David? Like if you get your own stuff, can you just get the buy the link and, and participate, or is there a limit on people that you have watching or participating? We our, our limits up to two hundred, which we haven't hit. I think the highest we've hit is one hundred and forty. So, and okay. what we do is, I have a chef team that runs the chat room as well, well answering any questions. I have a ten by fifteen foot projector screen, so I see everybody in their home. So it's very interactive. <laughs> We, That's frightening. One, <laughs> yeah, make sure you turn the camera off after 10 o'clock. <laughs> Maybe put your Nobody clothes on while you're cooking. <laughs> and, and you know, Tony, we, we have seen so many different things. We've seen the family. Oh, my God. Things. We've seen people forget the camera was even on. We've seen <laughs> arguments oh take my place. God. It has been a whole oh, new opening best. of our eyes. <laughs> that's real pandemonium. <laughs> yeah. I tell you. I just love it. Um, one of the oh, that's fantastic. that I love is they're cooking out of Washington, and their kids are in California, and their other part of their family is up here in Vancouver. And so they'll all meet Saturday night at 6 o'clock, and then they have their own private Zoom going on. So they're all interacting, talking about how the dishes are going. Great way to be able to hang out with those that you want to hang out with, but maybe you can't because of the borders are closed or they're on the East Coast. So that's been a great niche for us. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. People got to check that out. Oh, my goodness, David Robertson. You get all that information at DirtyApron.com, by the way, uh, so you can get signed up and uh, get involved. I, I think that would be just fantastic. I might have to get dressed up, though, for that. You, you're going to have to get dressed anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> and tell get us, dressed down, though. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, David, tell us what we can do if we want to go on a, an outdoor picnic. What can you give us? I know one thing I love from your book Gather is the uh, avocado chocolate mousse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, picnic baskets are available. People can also go order those through our website. We're doing a lot of those right now where they're fully packed for people just to pick up the bag. There's choices of different sandwiches, different salads, um, drinks as well, cookies, and they can kind of customize their own picnic basket. We'll set up a pickup time. It'll be all ready, picnic ready, park ready, beach ready, and then off to uh, wherever they want to go and enjoy that. We've also partnered up with Rogers Arena at Canucks Marketplace, and they are also carrying uh, versions of Dirty Apron picnic bags as well. So those are two places people can go and order those for their next time they want to hang outside and enjoy some Dirty Apron food. God, I'm exhausted listening to you, David. Yeah. 
It's so great to catch up with you. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on the show. Second of all, really appreciate what you've been doing for uh, people, needy people in the neighborhood, cooking over 140,000 meals. That's so impressive. Uh, uh, we can't say enough about that uh, or tell people enough about that. And the best way to do it, I've, I would imagine, is just to support the Dirty Apron in any way that you can so they can continue doing this magnificent work for people who really need it. Thanks, David. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, guys. Great talking to you. Thank yep. you. Bye. David Robertson, chef, cookbook author, uh, television Zoom star now, uh, online star, and uh, and one hell of a cook, too. Dirty Apron, 540 Beatty Street, dirtyapron.com. These days, more and more people are getting outdoors, and the BC Food & Wine Radio podcast is great entertainment for walking, hiking, or biking, or just for sitting out on the deck. Find BC Food & Wine Radio on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Casey, we'll take a quick break, but there's one more segment to go. Harry Herchig joins us, and guess what? We are actually going to talk about a real live auction for wine, in Vancouver. It's hard to believe, folks. Stick around. You won't want to miss it. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Red Rooster Winery invites you on a sensory journey from grape to glass. Savor the sweeping vineyard, lake, and mountain views from their estate on the Naramata Bench. This month, Red Rooster is featuring their award-winning and estate-grown reserve Malbec, the perfect bold red to complement any occasion. Seated tastings are offered Thursday through Monday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. this spring. Come for the views, stay for the wine. Visit redroosterwinery.com for more info. It's a new normal. My husband and I want to get away. Need something to look forward to. So we decided to book a weekend away at a European wellness resort right here in BC. Plan an escape without leaving the province at Sparkling Hill Resort. Overlooking the beautiful Okanagan Valley. Relax and focus on your health and wellness at this luxury resort. Check out the immersive wellness packages available and learn more about this undiscovered gem today at sparklinghill.com. Watermark Beach Resort in Asoyuz is taking some time to refresh and renew for the upcoming season. Renovations are underway at the restaurant, but takeout is still available seven days a week. Book now for spring and summer travel to avoid disappointment and discover the South Okanagan good life at the Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. GizmondiOnWine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points. With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000-plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more. Bookmark GizmondiOnWine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label. Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories, and videos. If wine matters to you, join us at GizmondiOnWine.com. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Giz. Mondi on wine. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we are delighted to have with us Harry Herchig. Uh, he's the executive director of the Vancouver International Wine Festival, of course, which did not 
happened yet this year, but a part of it is in in a much different way. The Bacchanalia online auction runs this weekend, and we wanted to have Harry on to talk about uh, the significance of this fundraiser and a little bit about how it all happened. Harry, how are you? I'm fine. I'm I'm sensing. I'm feeling a little festival fever. I'll bet. <laughs> just uh, just no face to face with people, Tony. Yeah. I'm pretty happy about this auction because I've I've been to many of the live auctions and I often think uh, because it's a you know it's not a small crowd but it's a, just a crowd of a couple hundred people at the dinner in the auction they don't really see uh, the the huge collection of wines that that are available and how much fun it is to bid on wines and now uh, you've managed to pull this off with the help of uh, Ironstone uh, or irongateauctions.com, uh, and they're helping you out to, to take this virtually, and everybody can see this and participate in this auction this year. And it's not just wines. There's uh, experiences, which I'm thrilled about. It's amazing. Um, the irongateauctions.com platform is database-driven, so you can you can go through all the lots. We have over 125 lots, over 400 bottles from 12 countries. So you can search by vintage, search by price, by region, by country. And it's quite fun. You can do it from, you know, from your, from your desk or your iPhone. And uh, I, miss the, I miss the live experience. But, but I never thought the bidding as being so much fun. There's so many reasons to, you know, to collect wines. But also these wine experiences uh, – some of the Okanagan wineries have really stepped up, as well as our local agents and, and private donors, to put a put a great collection of uh, experiences and wines for an online auction. This goes until uh, this Saturday at six o'clock. Yeah, and it's very simple to use. Like I, I've, I'm on the site now. I've gone over to. I've clicked on New Zealand. I clicked on Central Otago, and up comes lot number fifty-four, and it's a mixed lot of Felton Road uh, Pinot Noirs. Uh, from Central Otago, there's five bottles in the mix. The price is there. There's uh, three days to go, three days, four hours, and ten minutes as we speak. And uh, there's a bid for $700 on the on the total of the five wines. And all you have to do is up the bid, and you're in the game. So it's it's very very friendly, e- easy easy friendly, easier friendly. How do I what do I want to say? Easy peasy. <laughs> exactly. User friendly easy or easy peasy. User friendly. Thank you very much. That was what I was looking for. And I'm just looking uh, at Harry... um, lot 115, which is the View Winery Signature Experience for four people. It's uh, it's at a hundred dollars the bid right now. So to go up with two couples and check it out, they take you on a 30 minute hike. There's a private picnic. And of course, you know, view wine. So that's it's the estimate is between one hundred and sixty to two hundred and forty dollars. So that's really an amazing deal. One of the great things is that uh, there's such a range of experiences and a range of prices. I mean, you can add on a dinner, you can add on um, a stay in the the winery guest rooms. So if you look at the packages, I mean, they range from like a a hundred, a couple hundred bucks to in the thousands. I mean, we have experiences from Burring Owl, Mission Hill, Martin's Lane, hard to get into, Painted Rock, Phantom Creek, Spirit Ridge, Vanessa Vineyards, um, and then even Whistler Golf Packages, uh, Quails Gate. And there are some also some Bard-specific experiences like uh, mentorship with Christopher Gaze, and, and um, uh, we even recreated the uh, the gala dinner from last year for a dinner 
at the Fairmont uh, Hotel Vancouver. And uh, imagine Van Gogh at Vancouver Convention Center are hard to get tickets, but you can get them in the auction. Yes. And how, yeah. do, how do you navigate this site? It's, just, it's so easy. You just go to the homepage, you register, and then they just make it really easy because the, the homepage also has some teasers. And then um, you just click on um, auction catalog. We're right on the homepage. Yeah, back the in back in yeah you, the, it comes up right away. You know what's really cool, Harry, is that uh, for people who are, you know, people sort of, oh, I've never been to an auction. I don't know what's going on. But actually, you can just click in there, and you can go through the whole auction without spending anything. You can see everything. Uh, if you want a bid, then you just register, and uh, apparently they check your credit card. They do put a $1 hold on it. And then you're good to go, and then you can start bidding if you if you so choose. But even if you don't want to bid, let's just say you're a collector and you're trying to figure out the value of wines. You can just go through the list and check that out too. So there's there's a it's a very user friendly. This is a uh, as I said earlier in the introduction. This is a major 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 change in the way that wine is sold in Canada. You shouldn't dismiss this because uh, you know people that have cellars and Harry next year. So let's say we get back to normal. There are so many people that would like to dispose of their sellers. There's people getting divorced. There's people that just want to sell them. There's people who collected wine, want to sell some and buy more wine. So there's going to be a lot of wine available with such an easy tool to use to dispose of the wine. And uh, in the real world, your wine will be sold and it will be shipped to the uh, buyer uh, and the transaction will be made uh, you know, almost instantly and your way you go. So this is... This changes the way that people think when they go out to buy wine now because they can actually uh, sell it down the road. And you can really take your time with the information on hand. There's lot information. There's tasting notes. There are scores. There's even a section for provenance. And on the bidding, you can even click on auction history so you know what the bidding uh, uh, has been at what time has the been. Has yeah. been, yeah. It's, and, and all yep. the bottle shots, this is what I find also fascinating, is that all the bottle shots, we took the shots ourselves. So you can see the condition of the wine bottles themselves. And there's a magnifier on it. So you can, if you're not sure, you can, you can magnify and get a closer look at the bottle. Yeah. Wow, that's that impressive. That is so cool. In fact, we, I, I know I worked a bit on that with, uh, uh, with Liberty Wines, with Robert Simpson, when the first auction was held a couple of months ago, and, and we were talking about fill levels and uh, that the pictures were fuzzy. And so the, right away, Iron Gate got on that and changed it all, and, and now you, you get a true shot of what that bottle is like, which is very important for collectors. By the way, folks, you can just simply go to the uh, vanwinefest.ca Slash Bacchanalia online, you, you can also enter the system from there, too, uh, or you can go direct to irongateauctions.com. Harry, what, how much do you expect to raise, do you think, this year from this auction, or what are you hoping to do? Well, we started this going, we're hoping to do a minimum of 50, uh, but I think, I think we're going to hit 100,000. And wow. uh, we're going to split that with Bart and the Beach. And uh, so if we can get $50,000 each out of this, uh, that's going to help with our restart and, um, you know, just make things uh, get through this period of uncertainty. You know, whether it's 50-person events or 250-person events or like our, our tasting room where, where there's 3,500 people, you know, at some point to get started, we just need to know what we can do, and we'll do it. Well, I see that the BCLDB is charging a 10% fee on this. I'm quite surprised that they're reaching into a charity to take uh, 10% out of the 
the final take. Uh, maybe we could convince them to give that money back to uh, to the arts. That's an excellent idea. <laughs> I'm all for that too. <laughs> so why now you can blame me for that one, Harry? Why should people uh, sell our wine? You know, I was thinking about it because I sell quite a lot of wines. I mean, it's having wines that you can't otherwise buy. These are unique wines. There's also the aging of wines, which helps evolve and transform the wine, and it helps to develop uh, tertiary characteristics. It can add value for a future sale. A lot of people, um, myself included, I just take pride in having and owning a collection of things that I really like. And I also like having almost like a wine library for specific occasions and specific meals. And, uh, hey, one of the things is you don't have to go to a store. You can just reach in and have yeah. the wine anytime you want. And you know what? The most important thing, it's it's a hobby uh, that you love, and you get to collect the wines you love to have and share them with other people. You know, people say to me, say, well, how can you afford to drink wines like that? And I say, well, I bought that wine when it was $15. Yeah, it's worth 100 now, but I didn't pay 100 for it. So so I'm getting some value there. I'm drinking an old wine. But, you know, I wrote a column about this last week, and someone responded to me with a great point saying, this all sounds great, and people should consider building cellars in that, but the first thing you should do is try to taste an old wine with someone and yes. see if you like the taste of old wine. Because so many people drink young, fresh wines, and they, they get this 10-year-old wine, and they don't know what to do with it. So I, I it's something I hadn't really thought about, and I think it's a great idea. Of course, I think most people will like the flavor of the old wine, but uh, the history, the, the whole thing about it, drinking a 30-, 40-year-old wine, whenever I open an old wine and I say to people, okay, this wine's 23 years old, what were you doing 23 years ago? It always is a great conversation starter. So the auction takes place uh, April 27th until may 1 is that correct or is it may 2 saturday may 1st yeah saturday may 1st so uh, not a lot of time uh, get yourself online get a bid in there and uh, buy a bottle of wine to support uh, the arts in vancouver bart on the beach and of course to keep the vancouver international wine festival going harry thanks so much for joining us today great to catch up with you <laughs> enjoy your little uh, uh, festival splurge this week thanks casey thanks tony thank you that's Harry Her Harry Herchig. He's the executive director of the Vancouver International Wine Festival and the Bacchanalia online auction runs April 27th to May 1st. Go to vanwinefest.ca slash bacchanalia online auction. You'll see all the details there. That's it for uh, us today, Casey. May we, I think we better go home and uh, log on and uh, yes. maybe buy some wine this weekend. What or, do you think? Yeah, I'm going to check out the experience. I know you're going to buy you're going to buy one of those experiences. I'm going to buy some wine and experience those. Well, cuz I know I can, can go uh, over to your place and have the wine, so I'm going for the experience, Tony. There you go. I want to taste some of those 40-year-old uh, wines. Folks, thanks for joining us today. We always love to have you on the show. Uh, we have to go now. We want to uh, say special thanks to our technical producer, Anissa Heatherington, especially today she got me well connected. Uh, when it looked like I might miss the show. Uh, but that's it for today. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And to all our listeners across the province, be safe and have a great weekend. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.